0: Help! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Oh my god, we gotta update each other.
0: Hello, everyone. <laughs> thank you so
2: much for tuning back in to another episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler, joined in studio by Jared and yeah. a very special guest in Vanessa Grimaldi. Yay. Hi! Wow! Oh,
3: thank All the way you. from Canada,
2: Vanessa. <laughs> let's catch up with you for a little bit because I feel like you've been flying under the radar for a couple months now. And we, love it, and we deserve to be filled in <laughs> yeah, on what's going on ridiculous. in your life. It's well, been too long.
1: For people listening in, I only met Dean once and Jared once. We so, met, I,
2: so he, Vanessa and I met at the charity ping pong tournament. Yes, and we didn't even really have a conversation. <laughs> no, nope, it was
1: like a hi, <laughs> and that was it. And Jared and I met in Mexico at uh, Evan
4: and Carly's wedding. Evan
1: and Carly's wedding that was a
4: great time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and cool then, story. And then we
4: were supposed
2: to <laughs> and then we were supposed to have a photo shoot, but that
1: oh that yeah we
2: don't yeah. That fell through. Why
4: okay. did, Why it's don't fine. you guys talk my, about that? That was
1: for my charity.
4: Oh, all right. But never mind. Maybe. Okay, never mind. We will oh, no, later. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. No,
1: there's it's, nothing. It's just. I hate
4: to... charitable causes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, fill us in. What's going on with you?
1: Not much, not much to update you on. Come I mean, on. I, well, I, well I what do you want to cha- know? I, I mean, want to hear about your charity. I want to hear Everything. Okay, Let's start with with the charity. So. Um, last, it's gonna be, I think, exactly year that I started this charity called No Better You for special education programs in Canada. We had our first fundraiser last summer. We uh, raised $50,000 and we were able to open up sensory rooms, four different sensory rooms and four different schools in Montreal, which are basically therapeutic spaces. Um, and then we launched, uh, two t-shirt campaigns, one for Valentine's day and that sold out within like 24 hours and that money went towards the foundation. And now for, uh, uh, for April it's autism awareness month. Mm-hmm. So all the money that we're doing, um, for the t-shirt campaign this month is going towards the giant step school in Montreal. And there's a little boy named Angelo who's 11 years old. He designed a t-shirt and all the money is going towards their program back home in Montreal.
4: So what's at the core of this charity? Why did you want to start it?
1: I always knew ever since I was a kid that I wanted to do something in the charitable world, but I was so passionate about so many things. I wanted to end poverty. I wanted to go adopt all the kids. I wanted to go build schools. I'm I such a better human I, <laughs> I sponsored a little girl from Cambodia for seven years, and wow. my end goal was to go to Cambodia and uh, visit her and help build a school in Cambodia. But then I went back to school and I didn't have the money to do it. Fast forward to The Bachelor, um, once I was off of it, and then once I moved back out here in L.A., I had to put teaching on hold, but I always knew that I wanted to do something back with the school and relate back to, um, to my students and have that, that association to them. So I said, what better way right now? I have all this platform and I can do some good stuff with it. So I started my charity. Um, and yeah, because I'm a special education teacher back home mm-hmm. in Montreal.
2: That's incredible. So that's
1: that's how it happened. And
2: you're still teaching.
1: And right now, I am not teaching. I'm back in LA, mm-hmm. so I'm back and forth between Montreal and LA. My charity is my biggest. Um, my it's my little baby right now. Nice. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping it can grow into different parts of Canada and eventually the United States.
2: Is there a website for it?
1: There is www. Um, and we also have our uh, Instagram account, No Perfect. You.
2: Perfect. Oh, so if you're, incredible. if you're listening and you want to get involved, yes, www.NoBetterYou.org.
1: And there's a few t-shirts left. I think there's an extra small and a large left. It's for girls only, but- Did um, you bring
2: t-shirts for us? I, I didn't. Say, the extra I small did. will fit, Dean. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 I'll take the extra small. Jared can have the large, I suppose. Yeah, that's fine. I'll swim in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anything to help, right, guys?
2: Anything for Anything. charitable costs. Anything Here for No Better you. Than You. Or No Better You. No Better
1: You, yeah. So that's basically it. I've been uh, back and forth between Montreal and L.A. I was in Montreal for a couple of months, like two months, I think. Um, And I came back to L.A. two weeks ago. And... um what do you want to know? Okay, well yes. We talk- <laughs> They're like staring at we, me. We like, talked uh-huh. about this
2: in the back of the room a little bit. You know once you go on a dating show, one of the questions you're always gonna be asked into the 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 end of time right. is gonna be what's going on in your dating life. Right,
1: and that's what I wanna ask you guys. Well,
4: okay, that? Yeah,
1: all
2: right.
4: let's just focus on the prize at hand, Vanessa. Um <laughs> Vanessa, yeah. Are you dating anybody? Okay. Are you dating? Are you single? I actually Are you suck married? at dating, which is hilarious. Hey. I really hey. do. Hey. Welcome to the and podcast.
1: And <laughs> I will say, I suck at dating because I like... I don't like dating. I don't like... Oh, let's see. Where I find like this is the line nowadays. Well, we have to start off as friends to see if we can be in a relationship. Like, no, why? What's the point of like? That's why I love The Bachelor. I was like, all right, we're gonna speed. Like, we're gonna speed this process up, and we're gonna see if we can actually make this work. And you know, I I'm not one to um, see where things go and go with the flow and date multiple people. You want to date with a purpose? I want to date and I want to go all in to see if you know we can. Be something more than just uh, you know friends or mm, yeah. Um, so I something find that substantial, right? So I feel like that's been my challenge in dating. Um,
4: will you scare guys away.
1: No, I guess I ca- kind in of LA. T- I, I guess to, I, can. I think it could,
4: that could be scary for yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm yeah. just saying yeah. it might. Yeah, be it's like just
1: I know what I want. I just want to find someone that knows what they want too. Right now, I am dating someone. Ooh. Oh, you heard it
4: here Ooh. first!
3: Wow,
2: exclusive. Let's go. Holy Call moly. TMZ.
1: Yeah, so I'm dating someone right now. Well, well tell long.
4: us about him. Yeah, what's oh, his name, address, getting. social security <laughs> number? Uh, well, can you tell us how long you guys have been um, dating?
1: That is all you're getting.
4: Uh, oh, <laughs> man, but what But it's, a very, tease.
1: it's Get- very recent. He's so... My okay. Is he any how ladies? About this? Yeah.
0: Is he, Canadian? Canadian- <laughs> <laughs> he Is he Canadian or American? Good <laughs> question.
1: That's a very good question that I'm not answering. Oh. Um, so,
0: He's someone we would know.
1: Oh, it's like playing Guess Who. You know the Guess Who game? Like, oh, does he wear a, hat? Does he have does he a mustache? Finish
0: what you were gonna say because I feel like you're gonna okay. say something I forgot juicy.
1: what I was gonna say. Oh, oh wait, lying. wait, wait. Okay, ladies that are listening that are tuning in, it's hard to find someone. Especially now coming out here in LA and like, you know, you have all these different distractions and stuff i want to find i always wanted to find someone and we're talking about this in the back room i want to find someone who's going to be a great father someone who's going to be a great husband someone who's family oriented um you know i wanted all those things but i the people that i was dating either had some of it but they didn't have all of it you know Mm. and ultimately like i don't care what job you have i don't care like if you have a million followers i don't care i'd rather you not have instagram i'd rather you not know i was ever on the show which this guy has like he's like not related to bachelor world at all um Mm. and clue 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 and you know he appreciates (laughs) the fact that i what
4: narrows it down to 6.4 million (laughs) (laughs) in canada yeah Yeah. oh okay okay wait okay oh wait (laughs) what hold on i missed something
1: yeah you did i
2: think he's canadian I think Thank we you, just Jean. deduced that. Canadian, I'm just, like oh, sweating gosh, right now. Can, can we talk about how you two uh, were introduced to each other? No. Come on. No. That's a very but, interesting yeah, question. Yeah, it's a very generic
1: way. Through, through a friend. Through a friend. Through a
4: friend. Okay.
1: Um, again, like I don't know where this is going to lead, but I do know that I do um, appreciate oh, yeah. all of his qualities and I appreciate the person. I feel like I'm a much better person when I'm with him. I'm just very lighthearted and, you know, I'm focused on the right things and I'm not distracted by
4: yeah. The, totally. The what?
1: The fake world that oh. we it's hard, you could get very distracted by that you know, no, we are a part of.
4: Yeah, sometimes I find myself on Instagram or Twitter for like just scrolling through and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I could yeah. be doing something so much more productive. So I, I can uh, empathize with that. Is he in the entertainment industry yeah. at no, all? At no, all. that is that's nice. not at is all. Is he in the special education industry?
1: Uh no.
4: Is he is his favorite color blue? No. Uh <laughs> is it know. Wayne Actually, I actually wouldn't even know. I was about to ask if he was a hockey player because you were no. rumored.
1: Yeah, rumors, guys.
4: I'm just saying, hey, hey, I leave like, a report on rumors.
1: Which is hilarious. It's like if I went if I were dating every guy went on a coffee went out for totally. coffee with, I'd have a lot of boyfriends. Like, no, that's not true. It was a it was a friend that I knew before the show. Um, we're both in Montreal. We're like, let's catch up. So much has happened in the last couple of years and yeah.
2: Good. Yeah. Well, hey. There. At the end of the day, we're happy for you. Your charity's you. doing well. Thank you. You charity's seem great. happy. Thank you. Obviously, Jared and I know you incredibly well. <laughs> <Obviously>, <laughs> we can sense the happiness that's just
4: illuminating <laughs> off of you right now. Oh, That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Is that why you said no? Did you get asked to do Winter Games?
1: Oh, and that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Wait, did you do it? I Jared didn't do, did games. do it. No. Dean, you did it. I did it. Um, how are my fellow Canadians on there?
2: Kevin and Benoit.
1: Yeah, Benoit's from Montreal.
2: Loved them both. Yeah. Yep.
1: Great people. Um, I've never met them, but.
2: Were there more Canadians? I think that was it. Yeah.
1: Um, No, so I didn't do Winter Games. Um, A, I wasn't over my relationship with Nick. And I wasn't, I knew, you know, and I was telling the producers this. I'm like, well, I'll come on it if I don't have to go on any dates. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be targeted as a girl who like maybe gets a date card and says no every time. Or I don't know. You know, Mm. there was a lot of things going on in my head. And I'm like, I just didn't feel comfortable doing it. So I didn't do it.
4: And I'm glad I did it. Probably for the best. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, I think it's absolutely for the best. So you seem pretty happy right
1: yeah, now. Yeah, great.
2: And so good we're time. basically retiring the whole Bachelor franchise. It sounds Probably. like.
1: Probably. I mean, listen, I never say never because I never thought I was ever gonna do Bachelor. Yeah,
4: we'll see on Paradise um, this summer.
1: But <laughs> I think they they're starting to cast Paradise.
4: why Did you get a phone call? Maybe. Yeah, she got a phone call. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well,
1: I got a phone call, but it didn't have to do with Paradise. So it was like, hey, let's catch up. But I'm like, huh?
4: You know how exactly. to do with Paradise? Yeah, I'm like,
1: oh, are you dating anyone? I'm like, why do you ask? And then I was like, when I hung up, I was like, oh my God, they probably want to see if I want to do
4: Paradise. 100%. Of Why not? I, you
1: know.
4: Well. Well, you're very happy right now. You so got to do what's obviously. best for
2: you. I, I think that we should all just safely retire the Bachelor franchise. I think so.
1: Wait, Jared, you've been on it twice? Uh, three I've been
2: times. on, uh, yeah, three yeah, What three, three, are great. we talking about? Domestic uh, shows? Yeah, yeah, domestic international shows. Oh, wait. So you
4: were on Caitlyn, uh,
1: Caitlyn Season, which I, on, I love Caitlyn.
4: She is the best person ever. Yeah. She well, she one of her. the best And people. she's Canadian. Never she's met awesome.
1: Her. You never met Caitlin? No. Oh my gosh, uh, she's, she's hilarious. Awesome, yeah, she's no, cool. she's great. Um, and Sean is just and, yeah. as cool. They're, They're like the just, best couple. I love them.
4: Yeah, them and Tanner and Jade my two fans. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. I'm biased, but...
1: Carly and Evan, too. I
4: mm. mean, Of course, They're Carly and too. Evan. I'm sorry. Those and, three are the yeah. best.
1: <laughs> I was going to say Danielle and Polly, but Polly's not from Bachelor franchise. Who's Polly? Polly's from... Oh, Malby.
4: Yeah, Malby. Oh, we should have Danielle on this podcast. I love her. She's my favorite. I've never met her, but I've heard she's
2: very nice. She's incredible. Um, and you guys, I feel like a lot of your priorities align because she's obviously a nurse
4: and works yeah. with kids. And-, and
1: she's worked with charitable organizations, yeah. went to Kenya um, to help nurses out in Kenya.
4: But yeah, so I was on Caitlyn Susan, then I did two seasons of Paradise, and then I made a pit stop down in oh. uh, Australia. Three what? seasons of Paradise. What? So When does last- this
1: Australia happen? Oh, like?
4: God. When so did that happen? Last November. Shut so I got a phone up. call. So I got a phone call about Winter Games, and then I was going to possibly do it, and they wanted to bring me in to talk about it. And then... I got an email from Warner Brothers Australia, and I was like, this can't were be real. Were you The Bachelor? No, 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 no. I was, um, they were doing a first season Paradise ever. So I never answered the email back because I thought it was not real. Uh-huh. And then I got a phone call from Australia, and they said, hey, this is Warner Brothers Australia. Hey, mate. Hey, you, mate. And so they, uh, they were like, we want you to do Paradise. And at the time, I thought I might potentially be doing Winter Games. And so Warner Brothers America called me and said, listen, Winter Games is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia called They Want You for their Bachelor in Paradise show we think you should really do plus, it plus sp- spend a month in
2: Fiji or spend a month in Vermont I think I would take Fiji well, thing, oh, yeah. so,
4: but it worked out well I had so I, I the reason I did a lot of people were like why would you do that I, I hate that question though when people are like why would you go back on why would you go back on blah 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 and it's like the question I keep repeating to myself is why would I not go back on because the reason the main reason why I would not go back on these shows is I'd be scared of what people think of me to avoid the scrutiny, and I think that's such a lame excuse to not go back on a show, or at least right. not even the show, but the experience mm-hmm. of it. To say no to the experience of doing this because I'm nervous about what people are going to think of me. I think I would. It doesn't make me feel too good about myself right. when I, if I made a decision like that. So I was like, I talked to my family and my friends, and they were like, "You're an idiot if you mm-hmm. say no for an opportunity to go on a show in Fiji." And I was like, you're absolutely right. I'm going to go do it. So I did it. It worked out well. I didn't even kiss anybody. It's oh. It just aired. I'm I'm off, so I can talk about it now.
1: Wait, this was November this of was 2017? This was last November.
4: And so it, just, it was just airing right now.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know this. Yeah. I'm so removed from Bachelor it's, World. It's, I don't know much
4: (laughs) it's only airing in australia so nobody knows really about it. So you were in
1: fiji how was was in fiji
4: it was beautiful so uh we stayed at this beautiful resort was like two and a half hours from the airport obviously the art department got all in there like a month beforehand it just was ridiculous how long was the filming so i was there for about two weeks but the entire filming was probably about three and a half
1: and you came out single
4: Uh, yeah i came out single so i didn't even kiss anybody i know i made it through five rose ceremonies what i don't know how the hell i did that
1: that's I'm impressive. I'm almost
4: weirdly impressed with myself. That is impressive. Uh, but it was great. I made so many great friends from that show, and uh, I'm hoping to go down to Australia. Now I have tons of friends and plenty of places to crash. So um, That's amazing.
1: That's one spot I've always wanted to go to.
4: Australia? Yeah. Yeah. I have
1: family out there in Melbourne.
4: Oh, you should go. Melbourne? I know, yeah. Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne?
1: Melbourne. No, I Melbourne? think it's Melbourne. She's right. Thank you. Oh, she's the right. The teacher's always right.
2: <laughs> Anyways, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we covered all those topics. Great lead-in to, to Gina, who we're going to have on later, who's who's been a life coach and a relationship therapist in her own right. She's actually wrote, written a couple books. Um, but in the meantime, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Brooklinen. Uh, did you guys know that you spend about a third of your life in bed? For I, I me didn't. personally, it's about half of my life. I was about to say, it's oh, at yeah, least 50% of my That's like my entire around. life. Yeah. Um, well, so Brooklyn and basically what they are, It's luxury bedding at a a very, very fair value. Mm -hmm. I think the founders of the company, they stayed at a a four-star, five-star resort. They really liked the bedding. They tried to look it up and and buy some for their house, but it ended up being $3,000, and they decided to create equally as good of, of quality of sheets, but for a significantly lesser
4: cost. Yeah, but it's just luxury bedding that's underpriced. It was founded in uh, 2014 by a husband and wife. Their names are Vicky and Rich. Uh, their philosophy is pretty much the most beautiful, comfortable home essentials, no crazy prices, and that's exactly what Brooklinen is.
2: And I'll tell you what, I've done a lot of shopping for for bed sheets and all that kind of stuff. I never really know what I'm looking for. I know the higher thread count, the more comfortable it is. I'm putting "comfortable" in quotations because I'm not really sure. And also more expensive. Yeah. They well, sent me they sent me a set of Brooklinen sheets for my bed, and I've I, so I use a sleep app on my phone that like tracks the quality of sleep you get, mm-hmm. and it's always between like 60 and 70 for some weird reason. I don't know why I don't sleep well, but I put these sheets on and I swear I'm getting such better sleep quality. Even the app is up in like the, the 90s, low 90s, high 90s. Well, Vanessa is currently petting the sheets, yes! so they're obviously pretty I'm comfortable. Like, Let me feel they're these compressing
1: things. Them. No, they're very
2: soft. Because you, you got sent some too. I can't believe you haven't used them yet. They're literally yeah. <laughs> life changing. I wake up every morning so much more refreshed, ready Jared. to take on the day. It's funny how much we neglect the, the quality of sleeping that we do because, again, you spend a third to a half of your life sleeping. Yeah. Um. And so for all the listeners listening to this podcast right now, you can get free shipping and up to 20% off site-wide when you shop Brooklinen.com this week only. That's Brooklinen, com. Uh, They rarely run events like this. They're so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters, uh, rips, stains, all that kind of stuff. You can send them back, get them replaced, which is just a great value. Um, but again, the only way you can get free shipping and up to 20% off site-wide is to go to Brooklinen.com. Um, They don't
4: even need a code or anything, I guess, huh? No, just brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot com. Best sheets ever.
2: We're going to jump on the phone right away with Gina, who is a life coach, and is going to be able to talk us through a couple things dealing with breakups and all that kind of stuff. So, Gina, are you there? I am. Hello how are you thank you so much for coming uh, in hi gina oh,
5: hi hello hi team
2: hey team, gina, team. So, gina so you're joined uh here in studio by me dean jared and vanessa that sounds like that's four people but it's just me me is it even quick yeah. for me i'm sorry uh a little little excited about the today's episode <laughs> to have you on and all that kind of stuff so um Gina, for our listeners can you just introduce yourself real fast and tell everyone a little bit more about you
5: Sure. I'm the founder of InterTech. I work um, a lot with executives, entrepreneurs, startup millennials, people trying to start a business. I really mentor and coach them on business relationships and life. I'm the founder of a company called InterTech, and we travel all around the world, from Richard Branson's Necker Island to gang leaders in North Carolina, helping and serving people
2: love that that's great
5: yeah and
2: yeah. and we understand a little bit more specifically that you kind of help people with with grief and breakups and all that kind of stuff and and you kind of have a uh, a, a not a patented system but like a five stages of grief that you're familiar with that you kind of help your your clients and everyone go through
5: yeah, I mean everyone, and I thought it would be helpful for you and your audience to really understand the process of grief after a breakup. Frankly, after a loss of any kind. Dean, you just broke up with Leslie. How are you doing? How's that going for you? Um, How are you feeling?
2: I, I I've definitely gone through the stages of depression, anxiety, stress, uh, mm-hmm. all those negative uh, I guess emotions and feelings that you typically go through after a breakup. But things mm-hmm. have gotten better. I would say my day to day is is progressively getting better. Um, but you know, I'm still still currently working through everything.
5: Well, that's great because that it's a process, you know, for any loss. So I'll walk you through the five stages. And it, what I find is when I take couples through this, or people who have gone through a breakup, or people who even like don't get selected on a on a show, anytime you're disappointed or you have a loss, these five stages can apply. And you weave in and out of them, and you know, without labeling them, they're not negative or they're not positive. They just are. So the first stage is denial. You know, that I don't want to talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it. I don't feel anything. You know, I'm fine. Um, It's it's actually an important stage. Our, Our brains, our primal brains are designed to protect our body and mind from hurt. So, while well, people might not uh, realize it, that denial gives you a chance to absorb the reality. How about you? When you went through your breakup, bar, there are there times that you just say, I really just don't want to deal with it right now?
2: Well, that's it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I was going to wait until you finished. But I didn't really have the opportunity to go through the, de- the denial stage. I could like sit at my house and kind of you know deal with it on my own. But then four days after Leslie and I broke up, I had to come into my podcast and talk and, and share literally every detail about the breakup that I felt comfortable with. So... I guess I had a short, maybe a more expedited denial uh, process than than is typical.
5: Yeah, I heard your podcast, and I actually I could sense a bit of just uh, reluctance to really talk a lot about what I loved, which your respect for Leslie, and and not wanting to you know speak about what happened without her being there, and I- that was wonderful.
2: And that was the thing too, I think I mentioned on that podcast that I was I was almost dreading coming in and talking about it just because I, I hadn't really been able to process the emotions fully to, to the extent that I wanted to, but I understood that it was kind of necessary for uh, the process of, of kind of life to move on, but...
5: Um, Well, and, you know, being vulnerable is such an important aspect of life, you know, being vulnerable with your audience and just sharing what you're feeling. It gives everyone else permission to feel the same. And yet there are times I'm sure maybe you've gone home and you're like, okay, I don't want to deal with this right now, you know, dreading to come on the show and actually speak publicly about it. You know, denial is such an important thing to go through because while it protects you, it gives you a chance to take time to create a space. Space to move on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well-meaning friends will say, hey, let's talk about it, or it's all okay, and you're like, no, I really don't want to talk about it right now, and that's perfectly okay. Denial serves if you know it's a passage and not a place to stay. So denial, you know, really the first stage, and it sounds like you've had your moment. Okay, second stage is bargaining. This is what I call the would have, could have, should have stage Okay, where you rewrite history. Have you done that? Oh, I, I should have done this. I could have done that. I would have done that.
4: Every day of my life. <laughs> As in everybody? Yep.
5: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, here nodding my head. Yeah, we go through that. It's it's our mind uh, rewriting history. Um, and it's an important process to go through. And if you can just, you know, give it that uh, label that, okay, I'm bargaining and, you know, it's where we take our lessons. In that particular space, we can extract what we've learned. And yet there's times like, you know, especially if you're on the other side of a breakup. I've worked with people on the other side. And they go, well, if I only did this, you know, she'll come back. Or if I would really just be this kind of man, then it would be right. And yet the experience still happens. Have all three of you gone through that when you've been through breakups? Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, of course. I do a lot of
2: self-reflection. And not even just breakups. I think pretty a lot of choices that we make yeah. in a daily Oh, life. of course. Yeah. I Absolutely.
5: Yeah, or not getting a job, or, you mm-hmm. know, any any time there's disappointment or loss, or any time life isn't actually happening the way you think it should. When you, you don't go to the
2: go gym, back. when you tell yourself you're going to, when you eat that extra slice of pizza. Oh, every day of my life.
5: <laughs> I know, but, you know, I love pizza, and I love ice cream, and actually I teach health as well, and, you know, you have to just totally enjoy it when you do that. I mean, go get that quart of ice cream and sit and watch a movie, and if you're going to do it, thoroughly enjoy it, because every... Every experience you have and every thought you have imprints in your mind and body and drives your life. So you might as well enjoy those indulgences, too. Love it. Yeah, so bargaining. The third stage is anger. Okay. This is where you'll be angry at someone else, to yourself, or people that are religious or spiritual, maybe at God, maybe with God. Have you sensed any anger?
2: From myself? Yeah. Uh, maybe with myself, I could sense a little bit of anger. Um, I think, as Mark just pointed out, I, I definitely am very hard on myself at times. And I guess that kind of maybe stems from a bit of, of anger at myself.
5: You know, it's interesting because our society teaches us that anger isn't okay, that anger is not a great emotion to feel. And don't be angry. I don't know if you've heard it thrown up. I certainly did. Oh, don't be angry. It's all okay. And that anger is an important emotion. And, and I think our society teaches us to suppress it or deny it or avoid it and pretend it's not happening. And yet sometimes we're just angry at the situation. Maybe even not at yourself, you can be angry at a situation. Mm -hmm. And my feeling is that emotions buried alive never die. Have you guys experienced anger in other situations, maybe not a breakup?
4: Well, Gina, I was going to ask you specifically with anger is that I think a lot of people refuse to feel angry because not because of the emotion of it, but because of how they react to being angry, and sometimes they do mm-hmm. things that they regret. So how would you best tell somebody to cope with that anger by, but also not doing something irrational?
5: Absolutely. That's a great question. So. Expressing anger, allowing it, giving yourself permission to feel it is important, and you can express it and release it through exercise, you know, crossfit, kickboxing, a good long run, Um, just letting it, closing the door with a friend and just letting those words out. When anger becomes hurtful and when damage can be done is when you justify really um, unhealthy behaviors. Or lashing out at people. I mean, just pick up the newspaper, for goodness sakes. You know, anger um, expressed in a really unhealthy way is not okay, but there are ways to let it out. I think working out is a great way to express it and just acknowledging, say, hey, you know, I'm really angry that this happened.
4: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely <laughs> been working out a lot more lately, which is good for me. Yeah, I remember I went through a breakup like six years ago, a big breakup, and I ended up start. I started going. I was like, I'm going to the gym. I went to Planet Fitness, and then a couple of years later, I just it just became routine. So I, I definitely agree. Working yeah. out after a breakup is an awesome activity. To I do. think it's
1: also well. First of all, we all know I went through my big breakup, and it was hard for me to get back into my routine of things and find my identity again. So. I guess, Gina, my question is You have these five, we go through these five stages. Are they necessarily in order? Is it denial first and then bargaining? Or can you be angry first and then you go through the denial process? And how many times can you repeat these stages?
5: Oh, well, that's a great question. Also, you can go in and out of all of these stages at any time, in any order, in any length of time. You know, our individual grief is just as individual as we are. Mm -hmm. For everyone, it's different, and your way of expressing anger may be different some people are very internal. You wouldn't know it, but they feel it. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, that that makes sense. I think for me, I constantly get asked how do you get over a breakup? And we all process our emotions very differently and the way that I process my breakups, I give myself a a time limit because I think we naturally can obsess over something that isn't going our way and try to fix it and get stuck in that stage. And I give myself a time limit where I say, okay, by the end of the month or by the end of the week, I want to make sure that I'm over this part of my relationship in order for myself to completely move on from it. Um, should we be giving ourselves a time limit? How? What's the process of this?
5: You know, I think a, a time limit is great, although for each of us, you know, the time is different. Uh, the thing to remember is that each of these stages are passages, not places to stay. So mm-hmm. I've you know, I've worked with people who have stayed in denial for years mm-hmm. after a painful divorce. And that may not help them. That may not serve them. You know, a bit of time to just, you know, come to terms with what's happening is great. And and being angry or sad, you know, sadness, by the way, is the fourth stage. And we'll go into that in a minute. It's truly really individual. Um, how are you doing now after the breakup?
1: I'm, I'm great. I think for me, um, in order for myself to move on and, I guess get out of the passages of the five stages is to forgive, forgive myself, forgive the relationship, forgive my partner. Um, and ultimately I think the, the biggest emotion for me was um, failure, you know, failing in another relationship and not being able to make it work when ultimately we were two people that really wanted it to work. Um, but I was stuck in the denial stage for a little bit. Um, I think that was my hardest, the hardest passage.
5: Well, and also, I wouldn't even, I would just say maybe you were in the denial stage the perfect amount of time for you. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: You know, rather than us judging our stages, just know that they're perfect for you. And forgiveness, I love that you um, go to forgiveness. You know, a lot of people, uh, they're not a lot, some people stay in resentment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my belief is you only need to forgive once. And when you're resentful, you hold on to it day after day after day. So forgiveness, in its most beautiful sense, is such a beautiful experience um, to allow you to move on in any situation.
4: Uh, Vanessa, I just want to ask you a quick question. When you were talking about getting over a relationship, you give yourself a certain amount of time mm-hmm. to get over this part of the relationship. What did you mean by that? Do you give yourself like small goals within a breakup to be like... Or are or, you or in terms of, like, I'm giving myself a week to completely move on from this breakup? No, or, no, no. Well, that's what I thought you meant, but I just kind of oh, want to get no. more clarity on that. That's kind of what I thought, too. Um, no,
1: I, I give myself, like...
4: Well, what did you mean by, like, this part of the relationship? So,
1: like, there's different stages. What? Like, in breakups, there's different stages in a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you... Whatever ends up going on in a relationship, you tend to naturally hold on to some sort of resentment mm-hmm. in, you know whatever ended up happening if it was something that you did if you resent yourself or resent the other person from for uh, for something that they did and i think for me i just try to process it where i kind of like lay everything on the table and i want to be able to move on from it and not say that i just did Mm. i want to be able to move on from it and actually say like i feel lighter today because i was able to look at this part of my relationship and forgive myself and forgive the person that i dated um, for whatever happened during that period of time, of course. But no, I do. I mean, it took me a while to um, to get over
4: of my course, last breakup. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think that's a really smart mindset to have because I think a lot of people, um, Gina, I don't know if you would agree with this, maybe think of a breakup in the wrong terms, where they think, okay, I need to be over this entire relationship and over this person and move on by this date or this amount of time. And usually people don't reach that. And I think Vanessa has a really interesting way of looking at it where she's like, well, I'm not going to move on completely from the relationship in a certain amount of time. But what I will try to do is either forgive myself or Mm -hmm. let go of any type of anger or resentment that I have from that particular relationship or this particular moment and move on from that. And hopefully, you know, small step after small step uh, collectively adds up to a very big step in your life
5: yeah I agree with um, I agree with you I, and I, it's, I, I love that you shared that there are times that you felt resentment because that actually could probably go into the category of anger and yet you gave your science yourself time benefit to process. you know, and while we're allowing ourselves time to go through all of these stages, you know I like to remind people where focus goes, energy flows. so mm-hmm. for the time that you need to process all of these emotions. Just keep your eye on the future, on what's possible in the future, what gifts, what lessons do I have from this moment, from this experience, from this emotion, and from this relationship. You know, Vanessa, you said failure. I heard you use that word several times. You know, is it possible that none of these relationships were failures? They were just preparing you to be even more ready and lessons for the love of your life in the future?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think in the time being... I was focusing on what was negative, And I wasn't allowing myself to say like, hey, this person brought me, you know, such positivity and other positive aspects uh, in, in the relationship and as an individual. Um, but I do believe that, you know, everything does happen for a reason. But I do think that it's important while you're in the relationship to try everything you can to make it work. And then if it doesn't work, at least you can look back and say, hey, we both did everything we can to see if we can move forward. And we couldn't, and I think that's was an important thing uh, with my ex, Nick. Uh, we actually tried everything that we could, um, and we just
5: were very different, you know. Sure, and you know, it's um, and having that mindfulness on both of your parts to break up is important and yeah. then just to be able to move on. That doesn't always happen with everyone. Sometimes it's a lot more messy, <laughs> you know, but it's really um, important to take back and take some time to reflect to reflect on what happens. Mm-hmm. And I like that you give yourself a time limit. The only challenge I might see in people giving themselves a time limit is that they don't give themselves enough time, uh, as one of you just said, you know, okay, I'm going to give myself a short amount of time and I should move on, and yet your body and your mind hasn't or haven't really had the opportunity to kind of lead through what you need to do
1: to heal. Right. But i sense? That makes sense. But I think there's a difference with moving on by yourself and just growing as an individual versus moving on to someone else and bringing, yeah, bringing those, you know, whatever leftover anger or resentment you have from your past relationship into your new relationship, because then you're just basically starting from, you know, six feet under again and having to rebuild a, a
5: relationship that just started.
2: And doing a disservice to everyone involved. Yeah,
5: absolutely. You know, you are so right. There's a great quote out there that says it's the space between the love we lost and the love that we hope to find that we find ourselves. And really taking Mm -hmm. that time to really um, give yourself an opportunity to just be with yourself is so, so, so important after Mm -hmm. a breakup.
2: Love it. Well, Gina, so far we have four of the five stages from you. Can we get the fifth one?
5: Sure. The fourth was sadness. We talked about that, mm-hmm. and then the fifth was acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean that it was all okay. It doesn't mean that it was right or wrong. It just is. It is. You're booking another new chapter in your life. Grateful for the lessons that you've learned. It doesn't erase the memories. It's just, you're just acknowledging that that was just an experience in your life. And then you may get to acceptance and we back to the other ones as well.
2: I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be forgiveness. I thought Vanessa nailed yeah, it on the head. Here.
4: As soon as you said <laughs> forgiveness, I was like, stage, stage five. The one, <laughs> that's the fifth one. Stage five clinger right there.
5: <laughs> Come on. I, now, under acceptance, you can have forgiveness. Okay. You know, there's a lot of subsets. that there's forgiveness. You know, there's love, there's gratitude. Gratitude is so important. Gratitude for what was great, gratitude for yourself, and just, and compassion. Under acceptance is compassion. Guess what? You guys all get, we all get to be human. Yeah, I've gone through some really challenging breakups, but those are all really important. And you can use those in any aspect of life, anytime you're disappointed.
2: Gene, this is a little bit off topic, but uh, I did read this uh, about something that you said. You said that as children, we're taught to treat people the way that you want to be treated, but you agree, that you, or you think the Platinum Rule should right, be, yes. I, I'd love to hear yes. your perspective on it. You, th- you think it should be treat okay. people the way they want to be treated, and I would just love well, for you to expand you upon know, that for a second.
5: Fill in the blank. Everyone, someone's fill in the blank. You learn the golden rule. Treat people the way you
2: want to be treated. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, bingo. Okay. I say no, 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 erase it forever. Here's the Platinum Rule. Treat people the way they want to be treated.
2: Tell us more about that. Yeah, please. Okay.
5: Yeah. So I worked with a couple recently and I've, I've done this a while and I've, I've looked at, um, and, you know, maybe Vanessa, you can talk about this. You said you and Nick had gone through a lot about trying to make it work. Have you ever asked Nick mm-hmm. or um, has Teddy ever asked you what has to happen? What has to happen so that you feel loved, completely loved by me?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's when we realized our love languages were very different. Mm, So what he was able to give me was what it wasn't necessarily what I needed, but what I needed from him, he wasn't able to give me. And, you know, it wasn't like we weren't able to exchange the love languages that we both needed because I didn't understand because I those weren't my love languages um, that I
5: guess needed or. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, love language or anything like that. I mean, I think, you know, everyone's different and rarely do people ever ask that question because we want to treat people and, and do things for them the way we like it. And oftentimes in relationships, that is not the case. I mean, for example, my husband, when I asked him the question, he said, oh, you travel around the world. You know, we've been together 10 years. I'd like it just when you're around, just when you're home and we're hanging out together. And I said, that's it. Mm-hmm. I said, ask me the question. And he asked me, and I said, I want attention from you. I want to laugh. I want you to, I know. Says a every girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I need
4: more I attention. To...
5: Exactly. And if you can get that, and it's about the ether. I don't want to just be in, your, your, in my ether. I want you to listen to me and, and hear me, hear my stories, and touch me, and be with me. And he looked at me, he goes, really? I said, really. That's right. Gina, why so, is it,
4: why do you think that's, for me, sometimes I find it difficult to ask that question. Like, what do you need? Why do you think that is? Sometimes, I don't know, is it like, do you ever find that people come up to you and say it's difficult to ask their significant other what they need? Do you think, because maybe subconsciously I think that I'm already not providing it and I feel a little insecure about it and so I'm afraid to ask because I'm afraid that I'm not providing what they need. Or maybe
2: you just think that you are providing what they need without, and you're just assuming, you know? That's kind of like what you're saying. I think either one, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. Is With a significant other, you feel like because you're in the relationship with them, you're giving them what they need. And Mark probably can speak a little bit more to this because he's been married for... 19 years but um would love to hear your opinion mark Mm -hmm. what do you think do you do you think that you always kind of know what your wife's best interest is or do you constantly ask her what she needs from you to constantly feel loved
0: Mm, i should probably ask that more but i think you figure each other out after this many years Mm -hmm. we've been married for 15 almost 16 years Mm -hmm. and so i think that i i I know we have different love languages i know that Mm -hmm. and i and so i think there's you come together a little bit you sacrifice a little bit and then you also just kind of change what you need to change to make them happy. I think you you meet in the middle if you can.
1: Right. And I think people change every year or, well, well, maybe not every year, but every couple of years, if you've been with the same woman for 15 years, mm-hmm. then there are certain stages in your relationship and your marriage that have naturally changed. And, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, once you have kids, everything's yeah. out the window. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I have, two
5: com- I have two comments on it. One is oftentimes people don't want to ask, and you pretty much answer the question. Number one, they might be afraid that they're, they can't provide what their partner wants. And two, you know, maybe they really don't want to come to terms and they really don't want to be in the relationship, or there's all kinds of personal insecurities that come around it, and then you just guess. You know, and I think that there's a danger in relationships. I just worked with a couple last week, and they've been married 32 years. And we went through this exercise, and she finally said, you know, what What has to happen for me to feel loved by you is for you to stop giving me all these expensive gifts. It's what you love. Mm-hmm. What I really want is a walk in the park and a nice picnic. And I've never wanted to tell you in these 30 years because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Aww. But no, I don't really want that. And so we need to be mindful of mind reading. And it's a simple question. What has to happen for you to feel loved by me? And then decide, like Vanessa did, whether or not you can actually give it. And it's a platinum rule. It applies in business, too, and in all different situations. Don't assume people want what you want. Gina, we have. Does that make
2: sense? Yeah, we so we have a listener email that actually uh, s- touches on this pretty much uh, spot on. So Mark's gonna read the listener email. We'd love to have your uh, two, uh, two sure. cents on it.
0: Yeah, we thought this would be a good awesome. one for Gina. This is from Miranda. She says she's curious if we've ever covered the topic of self love. She says I come from a broken family. My parents divorced when I was six. My uncles and aunts had relationships that were not built on love but an obligation. I was never smart enough, pretty enough, good enough. Anything bad that happened to my family or friends, I blamed myself. I was always jealous, and I never thought I was good enough for my then-boyfriend, now-husband. I was never kind to myself. Dean, I know you said you don't like taking advice from strangers you don't know, and you're right. I don't know you, but every time your co host and guest try to say something nice about you, you dismiss it so quickly. It's like you don't want to hear about the better part of you. Maybe you need an episode to talk about your strengths and build on that rather than trying to fix your weaknesses. And that is true. When people compliment Dean, he's, he very, brushes it off very quickly.
4: I think that's just a sign of confidence. Confidence. I, I've always thought that. like People who are able to take criticism and be like, no, I'm not that great. I think a lot of times it's because they're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm secure in who I am, but I know that I have a lot to work on. I think it's a lot of the people that are fishing for compliments that are the ones that are insecure, mm. th- that are like, no, I know I'm great.
2: That's a good point. And it's I think, like,
4: well, do you think that or are you just saying it? Mm-hmm. It's also, too, I think that if you focus on the
2: positives, you're less apt to grow. And if you focus on the things that you know you need to work on more, like, inst- uh, uh, I guess, focused on those things, you'll work on them and improve upon them and grow as a person, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I
1: think it's an it's important to acknowledge when someone does say something nice to you to internalize it and say thank you and actually believe that. And I think that's important to also, you know, translate it, that into your relationships and your personal relationships and your work relationships and bring that attribute into those um, into those fields.
4: That's something I've been working on as well. Instead of like, Dean, I'm more like you when somebody gives me a compliment. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not. Please. And I've been trying to be more like Vanessa where if somebody gives me a compliment, I'm like, thank you. That's mm-hmm. very nice of you.
2: Yeah. I guess and we we know ourselves better than anyone else could know us, so when we get a compliment and then
4: we could be like, Oh well really though. Yeah, I really no I suck. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's I don't know. You know
5: I, I have some I have some thoughts on it. First of all, people love to give compliments. It's like handing you a gift and you saying no thank you. In in some in some instances it's giving the gift to the person giving the compliment by saying, you know, even if you want to go to an extreme, you can say, thank you, I received that. That just made my day. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. um, rather than denying the gift. And it's the meaning to give it. So from the time, it sounds like from the person who sent the email, she had a lot of challenge growing up. And from the moment you're born, every word you say or hear, every thought you have, every experience you have imprint in your mind and your body and define who you are in this world. The words that you put after I am are the most important words psychologically you ever say to yourself. And in relationships, if you have low self-esteem you um, and you don't really feel that love or care for yourself, and it's such a cliche term, you know, oh, I have to love myself, but really it's really appreciating and enjoying yourself It's very challenging to be in a relationship because then you'll be grasping for those words uh, from someone else or that experience, and no one will fill you up as much as you fill yourself up. So when people go through breakups, uh, I always tell them, you know, people say, okay, well, let's focus on what you want. And I have people focus on learning to have the pleasure, learning to experience the pleasure of their own company. Mm -hmm. Like just really taking yourself on a friggin' date. Go on a date and tell the server or go for a hike with yourself. When you can say, I really just enjoy my company, that will attract people. And there's a difference between attraction and grasping. And so really, maybe it's self-love. Maybe it's just learning to enjoy the pleasure of your own company. Does that make sense?
2: That makes perfect sense. I think we can all agree that uh, time spent with yourself is time well spent because you're improving and getting better every day. Um, exactly. all right well gina thank you so much for calling in we we appreciate you giving us the five stages talking a little bit more about your platinum rule um if if you're listening to this podcast and you want to maybe understand a little bit more about gina be sure to check out her book uh what's your magical moment and go to the, her website it's it's gina gina how do you say your last name chloe's
5: close dot com. and yeah there's an article about the five stages after a breakup um, you can also email us email it, email it at info at ginaclose.com and we'll send it to you.
2: Ginaclose.com. Gina, thank you so much for calling in, speaking with uh, myself, Vanessa, Jared, and Mark. And um, we will be sure to put all of these, uh, I guess, ideas into practice and, and just yeah, improve of ourselves. Practice thank you, perfect. Gina. Thank
5: you, Gina. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. Have a great you day too. yourself.
4: Right, thank you. Take care.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. So, when you guys get complimented on something, like say you're at the store or something, and someone, like this happened to me yesterday, um, and I was like asking where the soup was, and she like, brought me to the soup. And she goes, you have really pretty eyes. And, I, and I said, thank you. And I, I feel like every time I receive a compliment, I want to reciprocate it and re- give I a compliment back. But what, did, where is the line drawn there? Like, where do you... S- that's a weird one. Yeah.
4: I always give, uh, like, uh, like towards a woman. Well, so this
2: know. this woman in particular was like 50 years old. Very sweet. Very nice. She you just brought, say, yeah. I just, well, I'm working on just saying thank you very much. I think and you can. Not, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I
4: think it's fine as well, especially if you're like, you a But have I feel
2: kind well. of selfish doing that. Like. <laughs> How well, because so?
4: you want
1: the compliment to be honest, too. So Right.
4: But I would almost
2: rather make them feel better, even if it's like a little bit of a white lie. But
4: I think I must. But sure, honesty. But it also might make them feel insecure if you're like, you have really pretty eyes. And you're like, thank you. Exactly. That's exactly no, but like, I, oh, like, like, oh,
2: okay. <laughs> I think it's
1: like a five second like, oh, my God, thank you. That's so nice. And you do, know, like and actually like
4: mean it. Mm. Let me ask you about that. Well, do you think honesty is the best course of action in compliments yes. like that? Really? In a five second inter, like, I'm going to meet you for five seconds. You're never going to see me again in my life. And you don't think that if I said, you have really pretty eyes, and even if I didn't mean it, tell me I have pretty eyes. You have beautiful eyes. Thank you. You're very (laughs) welcome. And then I leave your life and I never see you again. But you always have that moment where you're like, even if you're doubting yourself and you're so insecure, be like, you know what? That guy said I had a pretty eye. Vanessa Grimaldi
2: told me I had pretty eyes that one day.
1: Well, listen, there was a guy. I don't know if this is like, I was like uh, out at breakfast and this guy was putting this umbrella down and I kind of like messed up and this other umbrella fell on top of me and this guy came running outside he's like are you okay and I was like <laughs> who needs a guy in their life I can do and I was just like dismissive but I was trying to be sarcastic yeah. and he just walked away and I was like oh my god and then I knocked on the window I was like waving at him I'm like I'm so sorry thank you and you know like that was five seconds of yeah. me saying thank you like but I didn't you know I, I think it was just like giving the other person the attention that they deserve for giving you you know, it's kind of like well, that's
4: what
2: Jared is saying: is you should reciprocate the the compliment to give them a little bit.
4: I think it's also context, right? It's not like it's that's why everybody says they're like, I just want to be honest, one hundred percent of the time, no lies. And it's like, no, like for example, everybody says this. They always use this as an example, like if my uh, significant other was cooking me dinner and I ate it and it tasted like. I would not tell them in the moment that this is awful. But people were like, what if she makes the meal for you next time? It's like, listen, I'm sure there's going to come a time within the next couple of weeks where she hadn't had just worked on a three-hour dinner making food for me, and I'm going to tell her that it tastes like and people are like, well, you should tell her right there. That's the honest thing to do. And it's like, no, I'm going to say, hey, it's great. And then a couple of weeks, back, by the way, maybe you should cook something different. It was a little, or like, add some salt. Like or- Exactly. When she's just sitting down, instead of after just working on a three hour dinner. Like, I never understand that. And so, like, are- with the compliment things, are, I'm really passionate about this. But like, <laughs> I, I see just, that. it's just one of those things where, like, just even if it's not the most, just like, yeah. Like, I I, I, I feel I, like
1: it's phony. Like, <laughs> oh, you have nice hair. Oh, thanks. So do you.
4: Well, it's like, I oh, so that. then
1: why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me I had nice hair book to begin with? Right. I
4: don't mean phony, but if, if somebody came up to D and said, hey, you have really pretty eyes, and would be like, thank you. That was, you know, you have that's a beautiful blouse or whatever. Well, she's
0: in a uniform at Ralph's. Like,
4: it could be anything. But for example, like, because I, I'll never forget, I, I first, I've always had long hair. I've been very self-conscious. I swear to God, this is going to be the dumbest thing because <laughs> people hate me for saying this, but I'm very self-conscious about my looks a lot of times. why I grow my facial hair out. It's why I grow my hair out because I try to hide as much features as I possibly can. Hmm. Well, I
1: think you're very good looking.
4: Thank you. I appreciate that. Tell
1: me I'm good looking. looking.
4: (laughs) See? But I remember I cut my hair short. And I'll never forget somebody came up to me and they were like, "Mm, I don't like it. And it just killed me. Mm. And because it made me so self-conscious, I only wanted to wear a hat for the next three months of my life. Was
1: it someone you knew?
4: Yes. But if that person, if somebody came up to me and was like, you know what? I think it looks really good. It's a change. Even if they didn't mean it. Even if they're like, I don't like it, but you know what? Like, if they didn't like it, I'd rather have them come up and say, yeah, I like it. It looks good. And then three months later, when my hair grows back and I feel a little bit more confident, be like, by the way, maybe you should do something else. Like, I wasn't the best in the moment. It didn't look that great. Be like, why didn't you tell me that? Be like, because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But now I'm telling you, so you don't do it again. But then you would feel like, I looked. I walked around and looked like an idiot for two months because well, you didn't tell me the truth. Oh, you're going to... I mean, but... I don't think you. I don't think I look like an idiot, but I just felt so conscious about it. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's a degree and there's a line, right? If it's something that's so outrageous, of course you want to tell them. But, but if it's something as simple as "Hey, you look really good," like just to, for a boost of confidence. No skin off your teeth. It just takes five <laughs> seconds to give a quick little compliment. I don't know. That's just my thoughts about it because it's it is a fine line. I'm not saying it's not. We're like between honesty. Um, sorry, my what's that? Uh, do you guys watch Silicon Valley?
1: No,
2: uh, no. Easton there's a new season and uh, one of the guys said something about supreme honesty where he basically says I'm 100% honest about everything I'm feeling in the moment when it happens that's kind of what you're
0: talking about yeah is it worth it or is it not worth it here's but, what you do Dean this is your situation They come, this woman at the store oh you have lovely eyes you say thank you so much you're very kind yes yeah. there you go perfect that's a compliment I think like a genuine like
1: a genuine smile and like they can feed off of your positive energy for me if I'm giving someone a compliment I just want them to be receptive Mm-hmm.
4: Sure, that's a great one. Perfect. All right, well, let's But what if they're a, a-, what if they're a giant asshole? <laughs> <laughs> what if. No, uh, but they're
0: kind because they said you have nice eyes. Right, there we go. Yeah. I just always say I'm flattered. That's, okay. Yeah, but I like, the, I like oh, that you're, you're kind. You. I think kind. I, I, I nice like that thing. you're very kind. Because then like you are reciprocating in a way. Anyways, as
2: I'm sure you guys all know, uh, we have Mother's Day right around the corner on May thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that you guys should always consider getting your mother for a beautiful Mother's Day gift, you know, avoid the flowers. Obviously, those are great. She's probably gonna love them, but I guarantee you she'll love something even more. Mm-hmm. It's called the Fab Fit Fun Box. The Fab Fit Fun. Jared, I know you've heard about this Fab Fit Fun box. Vanessa, times. I know oh, you've heard of this I Fab love Fit my Fun fit box. Fun boxes. Vanessa's all about the Fab Fit and, and the what fit fun, And what a fun, what a fun gift, a Fab and a Fit gift to get your mother on her very special day. I am a firm believer in if you love your mother. You should be getting your gifts frequently throughout the year and you don't need a day to signify something like that, but Absolutely. still take this opportunity to buy her Fit Fun box. You'll get a whole bunch of stuff. Um, well, the cool thing about this gift is,
4: is that it does deliver year round.
2: It does. It, yeah. Seasonally. So it's it's seasonally. Four, so four you times get a year.
4: Four times a year. So not only are you getting a Mother's Day gift on Mother's Day, but you're getting her four gifts throughout the year for just $49.99 a box. And it's
2: not even just one gift. In each box, there's roughly like 12 gifts from health, beauty, fitness, lifestyle, Home valued at over $200 for only $49.99. If you think about what your mother does, she does basically everything for you. You know, jack of all trades, mm-hmm. expert in her craft in every single sense. And this box will be really able to, to kind of touch on a lot of things that are important to her, I'm
4: sure. Um, yeah, of course. And I'm always guessing on Mother's Day and what to get my mom. And the good thing about FabFitFun is that it takes the guesswork right out of gift giving.
2: Right. And so if you haven't signed up for FabFitFun yet, uh, be sure to check it out. Go on to fabfitfun.com. And use my code DEAN to get $10 off your very first box. And like I, or like Jared said, the box is already $49.99. But if you use the code DEAN, D-E-A-N, you'll get $10 off, putting it at $39 for over a $200 value box. Mm. Um, and just subscribe. I guarantee the mother's going to love it. She's probably going to be able to use every product. I personally, like, I'm, I'm not big into the health and beauty type stuff. But whenever I get these types of boxes, I always sample the products, and they're always phenomenal.
4: Yeah, it's great. No, I give them to my sister and my mom all the time, and they absolutely love them.
2: I just give them to my roommates, put them in the bathroom. Put them in the bathroom. Yeah, just didn't yeah, like in the kind of, yeah.
1: Sometimes they have candles, or they have like I have like my hand cream sitting next to my bed every night. I'm like, ooh, it smells so good.
2: Yeah, Well you walked in the studio today, and, and we smelled your lotion on you. It was delicious. Must yeah. have been
0: from the FabFitFun box.
4: Yeah, yeah, Dean and I stink. We need to get more FabFitFun well, in our lives. If they had like a male like box that they could send like love, deodorant,
0: women love this stuff, but guys need this stuff too. That's
4: uh-huh. true. They really I'm not
0: denying it. We deny it sometimes, but we do.
2: Anyways, break the mold. Get your mother a gift she's gonna love. The FabFitFun box. Uh, FabFitFun.com and don't forget to use code Dean D-E-A-N for $10 off your very first box check it out I promise she's gonna love it best Mother's Day ever
0: emails okay ready ready and this would be nice because we have Vanessa here to give the female perspective advice oh, yeah. from listeners love here we it. go she is anonymous, and I have found the best emails come from people who would like to remain anonymous. Right. They're very honest. My, well, can, I, can we talk about the anonymous yeah. email for a
2: second? Mm-hmm. Because all of the other emails from the from the named persons, mm-hmm. we're, they're anonymous to us, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Right. But they, right. they just I know. don't want their
4: name written. I don't out. know who Janice from Texas is,
2: <laughs> and no, there's, there's anyone else. But I think it's
4: more so of like Janice's friends will also listen to the podcast. Be like, Janice, did you write that email to the How I Suck at right. the About podcast? Me that said exactly. that I ruined uh-huh. your wedding. Uh-huh. I called into a Sports Talk radio one time, and I I got like seven texts to be like, bro, did you just call into this (laughs) Belger and Maz? And I'm like, "Uh, maybe. And all I said was Jared.
0: That's actually funny. Okay, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) So not so anonymous.
0: Okay, well, anyway, this anonymous uh, emailer says, I was in a year and a half long relationship with someone that I thought was the one. And he used to tell me I was the one too. He's had a lot of family issues in the past year, and I have stuck by his side through them all. He told me he wanted to marry me and have kids with me, even before I felt the same way. But then... He started to become distant back in December to the point where I had to move out for two weeks to give him space. He started saying that he was 99% committed to us, but 1% of him was really unsure. A few weeks ago, I found out that he was on Tinder while we were Mm. together. He broke up with me and said he just wasn't happy. Do I be patient and hold on to hope or just walk away? Do you think he is just confused? Vanessa, Man. your opinion first. Oh, at the Can I just heated? have that
1: piece of paper because I just want to look it at it two seconds. There's a oh, couple sorry, of yeah, points right I want to make. Sorry. Okay, Can't one. Make hold on. A few weeks I found He was he on Tinder while we they were, were together? together?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's okay,
1: ridiculous. Uh, no. That's more than 1% Girl, not committed. Anonymous yeah. woman here. That's know cheating. your self-worth. It is cheating. That's Absolutely. Cheating. It's emotional cheating. It's cheating in general.
4: And how do we know that he didn't meet up with any of these girls on Tinder? No,
1: uh, I, so that's a breach of trust right there. So if anything, he needs to be the one that comes around to you and that 1% that he's unsure, then he needs to figure his, can I say s***?
2: Oh, say it. He needs say to figure. It, he needs
1: to figure his s*** out. <laughs> you should not be ever waiting around for a man, ever. You should know what your self-worth is. You should know what it is that you want in a relationship. And if he's not able to provide that to you, in the time being, then maybe you are meant to be, but not right now. I do believe in um, timing of things. So maybe he was supposed to be in your life for you to realize what your self worth is and to build up that confidence. So then when you meet the right person the next time around, you're gonna be able to um, have a successful relationship. Or maybe he was supposed to be in your life right now. Um, and in the future again, you know, like I, I really do believe in, in the timing of things. Yeah, but the whole Tinder thing, that's, no. That's
4: the part I can't and the, get past. And
1: the thing is, I hate when people say, well, he said this. Yeah, that's nice. But words don't mean anything. Actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. So you can tell a person you love them, but show them that you love them.
4: Well, I think that's a perfect example. Actions speak more than words here. He was on Tinder. So it's not so much that he wants to that's work true, on yeah. this relationship. Right. He wants to find another one. Here's my
2: biggest red flag exactly. with the situation too: the Tinder thing and what Vanessa said is is bad, but when he says, she says he had a lot of family issues in the past year, and I've stuck by his side through them all, and then yet he still became distant, I think that in those uh, moments of struggle that he's having with his family, he should lean into the relationship, mm-hmm. but it sounds like he leaned away from the relationship, mm-hmm. which means it's probably going to be a trend moving forward for the relationship, and it probably isn't going to be the best scenario right. for other than Potentially.
4: I do believe, though, that the people do learn from their mistakes, and so maybe this was like a learning curve for him where he needs to learn to lean more into the relationship rather than away from it um, but man that Tinder. don't justify it Jared I'm talking no, to yeah, Anonymous no. right now Anonymous yeah. get out of this Anonymous I think you're, it's move on. you're worth more than that I think that. we're all in agreement. and so often that's the case when
0: people send us these emails the answer is so often move on if yeah. you're writing yeah. us with this question you kind of know you
1: kind of know and like yeah.
4: Vanessa said everything's timing you but don't know what the world has in store for you with right.
2: relationships like that
0: though they're hard
4: to let go of I suppose so it's good to
1: it's hard to let go of any relationship yeah. oh so. of course but the, the signs are leading towards girl you deserve better
4: I can't let go of a coffee mug I got 10 years ago let a <laughs>
0: relationship <laughs> Olivia is not anonymous she's <laughs> Olivia oh listen to this Jared it's been great having Jared I love the perspective hey. he brings Aww. to the table and I hope he'll continue as a regular in the future Oh, thank you oh, Olivia that's so nice. I paid her to say that <laughs> I recently started dating a guy and the Sexy. first date was great when it came time to pay he offered and I accepted we made plans to go out for brunch that coming weekend and once again had a great time when the bill came this time I suggested we split the check he said he would get it but I reminded him he paid last time we should split it this time We did split the check. Long story short, the next couple of weeks after this date, we still text occasionally, but I feel like the mood has changed significantly, and I let communication fade out. Did I do something
4: wrong by splitting the check on the second date? I'm 22. He's 25. Help. I suck at dating. Absolutely not. You did nothing wrong. I don't think that this lack of communication has anything to do with splitting the check.
1: If anything, I don't know, guys. On your perspective, what's your perspective?
4: I when I've a girl bring it on. Give when me a, that, give me well, that when a girl, card. so I'll split I'm.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
4: We've talked about before. Yeah, both Dean and I want to pay for the first date. Mm-hmm. Just for the simple fact of showcasing, like I think it's very old-fashioned, but I still I, I kind of like the old-fashioned of it.
2: I'm not a fan of these uh, gender normative ideas that are instilled in our brains from long ago. Personally, fair. I I am a fan of going Dutch on bills solely Mm -hmm. for the fact of equality among other things. However, that being said, on a date, I will always offer to pay. Mm -hmm. But there is something to be said about the equality and the balance in a relationship. I agree. When things are bound to be split eventually. I agree. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer here. I'm just
4: saying my personal preference. I think
2: in Olivia's case, it sounds like the, the... the relationship was bound to fade out regardless and now she's clinging on to the fact that she might have done something wrong and she's curious as to w- what it was and this what is happened? the only thing that
4: she has to rationalize
2: it in her mind
1: oh ghosting was he is that like kind of is he like kind of ghosting her sounds like he ghosted yeah.
4: her. yeah well it's just that the mood had changed significantly and I, they I'm would concerned. text occasionally well look,
1: wait how many days have they been on Twice just the two, yeah. The second yeah. one, yeah. So I feel so like, I okay, when, like, interpersonal relationships, the first date, it's kind of like an audition. You're not really yourself. You're trying to be polite. You're trying to be, you're auditioning to be with that person. The second date, you kind of let your walls down and you start being yourself a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. I feel like it takes a couple of dates to see if you want to pursue something with that person. And I don't, maybe he was on Tinder and, like.
2: Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where he was just dating other people and a relationship yeah. with
0: someone else took off faster than yeah. theirs. What Probably. if? He read it wrong. What if he saw her wanting to pay as, as a friend zoning him? Nah. And that's why no. it changed. No. I mean, if he
2: thinks that, then I, he's got bigger problems. Yeah, no. I think... Yeah, I think that should only make him want to work harder, and it sounds like that's not the case. So. Yeah.
0: Perhaps, but I could see him taking that as, oh, she doesn't feel that way about me. I'm going to move on to somebody else. He feels like really? emasculated almost? Yeah, a little bit. A lot. I've been in that situation before where I was out with a young lady who was not feeling it, and she <laughs> demanded she
4: pay for the whole thing. Because it kind of uh, takes the pressure of it being a date off. Yeah, and because it's like, like, we are not on a date. We are two people that happen to run into yeah. each other, and uh, food was eaten. Is that the first okay. or second date, though? first. Okay, well, this is the second date to which he paid for the first date. So I feel yeah, like Yeah, but she offered to pay different. the first date too. But he but he paid. Did you still right. Ethan, did you still like the girl after the date? I, I liked her a lot. <laughs> Quite a
0: bit.
2: See? Yeah. So, so that's uh, that's proving the point that be, that it kind of instills more of like
0: a I like this person even more now kind of thing. Well, maybe. But, in yeah, sense, yes. of course. You've been on dates with a guy you weren't that into and you want to say And it?
1: I still paid. But oh, are- sorry. Hold on. Guys that I've been into, guys that I haven't been into, I still offer to pay the entire bill.
0: Okay, but there are ways that you give across the idea that this is not a date, nothing is happening between oh, us, don't right. try to kiss me, right. This I'm not there. And I think one of those ways of telling that is, I'll pay for my own meal, thank you very much.
1: Maybe, but not, not, that never in my case.
0: I don't think it would turn yeah. the my guy case, off
4: enough.
1: My case is like, I'm an independent yeah. woman, I make my own money, I'm... I don't need you to step in and pay for everything.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, but you don't mind if they offer. Right? Oh, of
1: course I don't mind, but yeah. I'm saying I'm not giving off. Like f- for me, I'm not reading Olivia's story. Like you did. She did something wrong. I don't think any of us. Yeah. Are. I'm just saying, Hey, you know, sometimes like when relationships don't work out, you're trying to focus on one thing that may have gone wrong. Oh, exactly. And it's completely something that you never would have thought of that. Maybe you didn't do or did do or, you know, you grasp- can't
4: grasp at straws. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just overthink things.
1: Yeah. Olivia, I don't think you did anything Keep wrong. Keep doing you, girl.
2: It sounds yeah. like you, yeah. you Olivia, got your head
0: straight. We have an email from a guy.
2: Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Wait, yeah, Sean. Sean with a S-H-A-W-N? This is an S-E-A-N. Okay, good. Oh, okay. We had a Sean uh, two weeks ago,
0: S-H-A-W-N. I just want to make sure we're not getting repeat offenders here. A wide <laughs> spectrum of people out there. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have to start charging him. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is 19. He says, I just ended my freshman year in college. My high school girlfriend and I broke up over the summer. After we broke up, she told me she loved me and we were sleeping together while she also started dating another guy and lied to me oh. about it. After that, we still texted every day, including her texting me every time she hooked up or slept with someone, knowing how much it would make me upset. And over breaks, we always ended up sleeping together. I've lost my confidence, and I find myself not being able to go up to girls because I'm so sure I don't have a chance. Do you guys have any tips to help with confidence and how to approach girls at a bar setting or on campus and not be so nervous or afraid of being shot down? Look, I think this is something all guys can relate to and maybe everybody can relate to. Whether you've been dumped or treated like this or not, it yeah. is tough to get up the nerve to go up to somebody and talk to them and ask them out. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, as a woman, Look. what's a nice way to do that? What's a, a, a I
1: for me, it start off with something like a comedic line, something that's funny that will break the ice. I even if I'm not if I know I'm not going to be into that person or if I don't, you know, Guys, like my hat goes off to you. It takes a lot of guts to go up to a woman. I mm-hmm. will always give five minutes of my time, and I will never brush a guy off.
4: Yeah, wow. but that's not everybody, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but you know, that's the thing. Like you, as a guy, I'm guessing you have 50-50 chance. Like either you're gonna the girl's gonna respond or the girl's not gonna respond. But I don't. I I would I wouldn't know.
4: I think well, humor humor do? especially is like an automatic mm-hmm. attention getter. Yeah, especially from a beautiful girl. It's so hard, though, too, because I think a lot of guys sometimes get nervous and they try to say something funny and then it comes out just so
2: creepy and bad. And so
4: it's (laughs) like, do you even try to be funny or you just try to be your normal and yourself so you just kind of like play it safe, so to speak?
2: I'm trying to put myself back in the shoes when I was 19, ending my freshman year of college. I was in a relationship with a girl, which we recently uh, we broke up not long thereafter, I think as a sophomore in college. And I took it pretty hard. It sounds like you're taking your breakup pretty hard. It's pretty rough that she's texting you every time she hooks up or yeah. sleeps with someone. Yeah. Ugh. I would almost encourage you just to block her number so you don't have to hear those types of things and Absolutely. just allow you allow you to move on. This is so in college when I broke up with my girlfriend, I took it incredibly hard. Like probably harder than I've ever taken any breakup in my entire life. I like messaged all my friends on Facebook that had met her to like unfriend her and like don't. You know associate anymore with her, like I was like down in the wow. dumps really really wow. sad granted I, I like started drinking a lot just because I was in college with my friends and it was the best coping mechanism I could think of um and I understand like the issue of of losing a little bit of your confidence, but I just think that you need to definitely uh, eliminate that from your life mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. best you can um and honestly, like you're a sophomore in college, it's not gonna be that difficult to meet anyone. I just think you need to kind of keep your confidence up as difficult as that might be um, but just know that like. I was in the same position
4: seven years ago when I was in college, and I think it just is a matter of time and getting over it. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. I think the best course of action right now is to probably block her in any way you can right now, whether it be a cell phone, social mm-hmm. media, try to take that negativity out of your life and be able to move on to different women that you're going to be exposed in, mm-hmm. exposed to in college. I feel like the fear of rejection among
0: guys is worse than it's ever been before because of dating apps. Because oh. dating apps make it so easy. For women, too. Swipe, 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 swipe. Perhaps, yeah, sure. Swipe, 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 swipe. And I hear all these complaints from women about how guys will not ask girls out anymore because they almost don't have to anymore. Yeah, we hide behind it. Because of the followers. dating apps. You hide behind it. You go out in groups and all this stuff. And so it just never happens. And that's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. For Sean and for other guys, I think you got to get it down to the the, the, the basics of it is... The worst that can happen is she'll say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I know that's not you're not gonna die. It's not gonna be embarrassing. It's not gonna be horrific. She might just say no and that's fine and you move on. Right?
4: Yeah. Vanessa, as a girl, do you think there's it's coming to a point right now where because of social media and dating apps, it's almost like immediately creepy if a guy walks up to you in a normal no, situation? I'd rather that. I think a lot of women would. I'd rather that. Don't I'm,
1: slide into my DMs. But that's but even mm-hmm. creepier.
4: I'm nervous for somebody who's nineteen. I'm wondering how a 19-year-old girl feels about that in today's society. Oh, right. Because I don't right. know. Because if you would have asked me five, six years ago, I would have been like, absolutely. Like I'd much rather be the guy walking up to a girl because that's confidence. She's going to love that. But now I'm trying to put myself into a 19-year-old's mind. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I wonder what a 19-year-old girl would think about a guy going up to her at the bar. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Depends what he looks like. I well, mean, depends depends I guess. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's always the case. He's 19, so he's not probably not at a bar. Although he uh, to right. Well,
1: I mean, unless you're in Canada. Canada.
4: So, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they're at Chuck E. Cheese. and <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, wait, let's,
2: let's squash his problem. He just said he lost his confidence, not well, being able to go up to girls.
1: I think, like Jared said, you have to delete her out of your life if mm-hmm. that's like removing. And that's kind of what I do. After like a breakup, I need to detox from that person, whether that's like uh, as dumb as it sounds, unfollowing them on Facebook. Or so Instagram sure. or whatever mm-hmm. it is on social media. Mm-hmm. Not having deleting your text thread, so you don't like, uh, you know, Pull obsessively and, go yeah. through it and like, you don't you don't need that constant reminder. So I think the first step is deleting her number, deleting her out of your life, so you can detox from that and not have that constant reminder that you may feel. I don't know what he said, but just, just not having that confidence. Yeah, um, so in- insecurities. and you're 19, dude. <laughs> there, you have years ahead of you to meet so many people, mm-hmm. so many amazing women out there. So don't think that just because this relationship didn't work out that other ones won't either.
2: A big, a big thing too is, you know, meeting girls at bars and parties and all that stuff is great. Definitely like try and stick within your friend groups. I think it's a lot easier to meet girls when you're with your friends. Right. And also don't discount like class, library, yeah. study sessions, those mm-hmm. types of things. Yeah. That's
4: definitely like a good place to meet someone. So many can... in college, so many places. Absolutely. So many. Yeah. Anywhere you look
1: the grocery store too i mean like you never know when you're gonna bump into someone
4: totally and so if sean we also Buy want to ramen. know yeah, ramen's the best uh <laughs> and like it's not going to be easy i think that's the big thing to remember as well sean like getting this person out of your life is going to be difficult and just be aware of that because i know some people are like it's so hard i just can't do it or maybe it's it's this difficult because it's meant to because I'm meant to be with this person. That's mm. why it's so hard. And I think people need to be understand that no, it's going to be difficult no matter what. And so, um, but yeah, we're with you, easier. Sean. But it get, it it, but it does get easier as time goes on. As Vanessa just said, it does get it easier. So at first, it might be really difficult. But if you, you know, if you cut the cord, so to speak, yeah. it will get easier.
2: And it definitely, it definitely is difficult. And it's one thing to also know that you're not alone in the situation. Absolutely. Like you're, we're three people sitting here that are heartbroken. I was just gonna say that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've been. I'm sure we can all relate oh, to this. I've I been am the so queen depressed. of being heartbroken. Yeah. Um. So just know that. Just know that it's it's kind of just like uh, Gina said earlier in the show. It's a passage. It's not mm-hmm. your destination. Right. Yeah. Um. Use it to grow from it. And that just, that, that, and that girl was not for you. Right. Right. That no, is yeah. Not your forever yeah. person. No. It's better that you move on. I agree. Don't retaliate though. Don't start no. texting her about hookups that you're having. No. Or no. Anything like that. Be a bigger man. Take the high road. Anyways, that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, big thank you to Gina Close. Uh, be sure to check out her website www.ginaclose.com. Com. Uh big thank you, of course, to Vanessa thank for being here. Thank you, Thanks, yeah. guys. This is so much
1: fun. I'm so sad it's over.
2: Well, well hey, we're always happy to have yeah. you back whenever you want, whenever you're in Los Angeles. Open seat for you. Open Yay. seat for you. Um, be sure to check out her website. B, or
1: no bet- So www.nobetteryou.org.
2: <laughs> Be...
1: B aggressive. Yes.
2: Yeah. Be. In addition, okay. if you feel like emailing something in like Sean, Olivia, and Anonymous did today, <laughs> be sure to check out i at dating at iheartmedia.com. Uh that's the email address, it's not a website, so send your questions, your your situations, anything like that to that uh, i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We're happy to tackle any of them. Um this has been another week of Help I Suck at Dating. Thank you so much for joining us, Vanessa. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Be sure to tune in next week where um uh, what are we? What's going to happen next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on next week? So much good stuff. Where will uh, suck a little
0: less. Where maybe my outros will suck a little bit less. Hello, yeah. help. I suck at dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.